0: And welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Pop. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside me, as always. Uh, Do I call you Lieutenant, General, um, Corporal, Colonel? What do do you want to be called today? What do you want to be called today, Johnny?
1: Whatever's the lowest version. (laughs) my man whatever, whatever allows me to be the biggest coward i could possibly be <laughs>
0: my fellow minute man mr johnny townsend
1: there we go. <laughs>
0: uh what's up listeners uh we do want to i want to apologize it's not johnny's fault at all but uh we were supposed to record last week ahead of everything and uh and, and get set and have an episode up ready for you on sunday uh last sunday but it was not to be i got overwhelmed and uh Needed to chill out a little bit. So we postponed it to this week. We're still getting out on time, sort of in the month of May, which is what we care about. Yep. And yep. um, yeah, we're gonna talk about one of my favorite wars, which is like a kind of sadistic thing to say, but it's one of my favorite things uh in American no, in his world history to look at. I, I get
1: it. I think there's uh all the man, obviously, war is awful, like the actual thing of war is awful and uh Truly terrible, but they are also at the same time fascinating. Awful things can also yes. be fascinating, like serial killers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i uh, Matt knows I'm very distracted right now. Uh, I'm literally recording this in the middle of a tornado warning down here in North Carolina where I'm at. So if you see, if Matt sees me looking to the side of being quiet, it's because I'm watching the news with my left eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be an exciting episode, that you for know. sure. Um, so speaking of tornadoes, let's get into our personal history with the American Revolution. All right. Great transition. I've been learning a lot from Johnny and Will over at the when we do the panel discussion episodes. Um, so my first I've always I guess I've always kind of known early on um, about the American Revolution. He kind of. When we celebrate Fourth of July, which is my personal favorite holiday um, coming up soon, you, you, you always you hear, always hear about it. Like, why do we celebrate it? even from like four or five years old, you know, you kind of, Oh, the American revolution when we, we want our independence from Britain. It's so simply put, but it's so much more complicated than that. And that's, what's been, um, been my favorite thing about, I mean, going back to this, reading books, books upon books, upon books about it, the amount of American legends, heroes, um, uh, traitors. I mean, obviously like Benedict, I almost say Cumberbatch, Arnold, uh, you know, mm-hmm. being birthed from this this time period. Um, you know, it's always it's always fascinating to me. This was the birth of this country that, um, you know, we all live in. All right. It's uh, an immense sort of pride that comes with it. And it's right in the middle of my favorite time period of history, too. So uh, when I do, I, I think, Johnny, you and I have talked about this before. My favorite era of of world history that I love to study and research is probably the set, the starting of the settling of America so like the 1500s to probably the end of the Napoleonic wars so um which we did cover Napoleon way back when in episode 2 um it's always been my favorite the the the, the culture aside from you know slavery and stuff that's really really bad but it, you know just a lot of of course but a lot of the other you know culture music you know some of the 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 biggest music pieces that we listen to Mozart and it comes from that kind of era. And it's, it's really cool. What, you know, when you look back and you see how America um, the reasons why it was settled upon for religious freedoms and so much stuff. Um, So that's why the American revolution is like, it's, it's always a, a big one for me. And I, I'm enamored with any like movies, books, just anything I can learn from uh, of that time period, the Patriot is my favorite Mel Gibson movie, and I get a lot of flack for it, but it's an amazing movie. Um, oh, you I, shouldn't get any flack for it because that's a
1: isn't it that's a fantastic film. Yeah, I love that movie, too.
0: Oh, it's so good. When he's charging with the American flag at the end to try and rally everybody coming back. I love to do a movie review on that someday. But uh, <laughs> but that's the time period that I, I I absolutely adore. it's 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 really cool to see how far America's come how far it's gone away um, in some instances, but just really the expansion and just this, you know, upbringing, you know, where we all this melting pot that we all live in, how it was truly started. And this, this is the era. So American revolution is a big one for me. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. What
1: about you, Johnny? Yeah. I mean, obviously we won't be able to, to deep dive into every aspect of this because be such a giant minimum. subject. Eight-hour podcast. If we did
0: every little bit, I'm trying to yeah. find a way, good way to sum it up.
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously know that going in, but yeah, I'm the same with any. My favorite subject in school was always history. It always fascinated me the most, uh, just learning about uh, those that came before me and the trials and tribulations and and all the things they went through. Uh, you know, uh, and of course, being in America, especially American history, always fascinated me and the revolutionary war is obviously a big part of that you know from the causes of it uh, to you know i remember being a kid um uh, learning about the you know the tea party the boston tea party and then thinking well that's what actually you know when you're a kid you get like just uh bare bones right and uh, oh, they
0: dumb it down so much in history class
1: yeah yeah uh, but when you get older and if you actually take an interest in it you can really deep dive into this stuff and really dive into the history books the uh, um the um the documentaries and such uh, which is what i did uh there's some really good documentaries on this uh, i found a on ton the-
0: on youtube like just for free oh, to yeah. listen
1: to yeah so there's just tons that you can watch or listen to a very fascinating time i mean this is a lot of uh you know uh, founding fathers are involved with this um you know just all kinds of historical important uh, people especially for america uh people uh this is when they would make their stamp you know this is uh and everybody from george washington benjamin franklin you know to like future presidents of this country uh, all of them are are part of this and it's pretty wild to think about just how many famous people uh and obviously this is a time before you know radio or television or any of that sort of that, right. you know newspaper was about it and pamphlets pamphlets that was the that was the big deal pamphlets at the local tavern yeah Uh, or you know guy running around on horseback just going from town to town telling you hey this is what's happening over here (laughs) that type of thing uh but yeah that's it's just fascinating to me so this was obviously i think the the civil war is probably the american civil war is probably the one that i would say i know the most about just because the uh, ins and out of it the uh, human suffrage obviously that was involved yeah um you know what came of it all of that i f- i think is very important uh to to know and also it's it's also got a lot of fascinating things in it you know like everything from uh, the first submarine using battle blah, blah blah all kinds of fun stuff but the revolutionary war also has some of this good stuff so uh i'm with you uh this is a very fascinating time period And I'm very excited to to dive into this. Uh, uh, This gave me an excuse to watch some of these documentaries. (laughs) History channel for all the garbage I give it. And it deserves it nowadays because it's,
0: you know, it's best. You you don't like Bond Stars marathons.
1: (laughs) It's trying its (laughs) best to be anything but a history channel. Yeah, it really is. And it really saddens me because I came up back in my day uh, I came up in a time where they would show constantly uh, documentaries. Oh, my God. I miss those days. And uh, stuff like that. And they just don't. And now it's just uh, like Matt was saying, Palm Stars, which honestly, I've seen and it's fine. It's entertaining, but I what don't want that? a whole mar- yeah. marathon of it day in and day out. Uh, give me some of these uh, things. Yeah, they like, they give you American
0: pickers. You get American pickers sometimes too. Yeah,
1: they switch <laughs> it up. Yeah, they give you American pickers. Uh, but I did see, honestly, um, they're doing a whole thing on. Uh, was it Benjamin Franklin? I think coming soon. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm with you. This is a fun time. I can't wait to talk about it.
0: No, without a doubt. So uh, with that, let's hop into the history of the American Revolution. Oh, the men and boys. As All right, my friend. You know, I guess one thing I was thinking about, too, where, you know, it makes me so excited. This was the first of many revolutions that really broke out um, in the 17 and 1800s. Like the American Revolution was the. Um, this was the domino that led to the French revolution, a bunch of revolutions in South America, uh, and, and such like that. Um, this was a big deal, this American revolution, because a bunch of untrained soldiers, essentially minute men stood up and went against a, the British empire, right. Which was a huge, huge, you know, a big thing. the The big saying back in the day was the sun never set on the British empire. And uh, America was the first to kind of really rebel and successfully rebel, and inspired a lot of rebellion uh, across the world. But the seeds of this happened back. I mean, it, they wanted it, England was a big wartime, you know, uh, country, right? They were just at war with everybody. They wanted to uh, spread their seed everywhere, essentially, to put it uh, <laughs> as nicely as possible. They're an island. It's basically, a, it's a large Island and resources are everything. Uh, we see that, you know, in, in today's political, uh, world now, but, um, back then Britain wanted a little piece of everything and they wanted to regulate trade in the American colonies and, and this, and that it, it, it had been going on for a considerable amount of time, but when things really kicked in, uh, was after the French and Indian war, uh, Britain was depleted. They they went through a lot of resources, uh, lost a lot of money in an effort to get control of North America, which was this widespread uh, or this giant piece of this giant resource for the British colonies at that time. It was really, I mean, on the, along the eastern coast. Uh, the original thirteen colonies. It, it was just Britain and and the French, and of course, you can't forget about the Native Americans too, who did side with the French, uh, but were in for, were, were de- They were defeated, which was a you know a big time, it, a major moment, because we could all be speaking French could be our natural language, which is Whoa. pretty well the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, wee wee. That's all I know. I love French culture, but you know, and that's man. A What If History podcast would be certainly interesting, but I, oh, yeah. I, I can't do this to myself anymore. Um,
1: <laughs> well, you don't need another podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just started one. Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh, dear God. But, uh, but th- this it took a lot of money because, I mean, the British and French were, have been going back and forth for at least, by the time the French and Indian War rolled around, probably at least 300 years. Constantly. On and off, French and War, you know, just or French French and, Amer- and Britain uh battling over new territories all the time. And this this American one was a pretty big one. It, it completely forced the French out. Um they went down to like Louisiana stuff, but the, the main bulk of the American colonies were obviously this East Coast, and the French were pretty much out by then. So um, so the taxes started happening and they piled on taxes on everything, paper, tea, um literally anything you can think of stamps stamps uh, these are all called acts i'm not going to go through each and every single one of them
1: um you know it was a bunch of of little things they kept wanting um people who had moved from england over here to continue to pay for stuff over in england basically essentially um actually i'm going to use uh
0: instead of wikipedia this time i'm going to use nps.gov um, it actually has a really nice timeline, and that's probably a better way to kind of go through this in a fair amount of time. But, um, yeah, the Stamp Act and they introduced the Townshend Act, which was uh, <laughs> the, not the Townsend, the Townshend, uh, yeah. just to be
1: <laughs> I remember getting a lot of flag for that in fifth grade,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, paint, paper, tea. Uh, we're all we're all uh, taxed. And the big thing that America, you know, we, around this time period, you know, no taxation without representation. They didn't what they said didn't really, you know, it American opinion didn't really affect British um, British politics and, and stuff. It was basically everything. Obviously, everything went to the needs of, of Great Britain at that time. England. Um, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, but yeah, there was some, uh, there was some ugliness. There was a, you know, the aspect, expe- you know, some acts pass where um, troops were able to just reside in people's homes and there was nothing American yeah. colonists could do about it. And it didn't sit well with people. I mean, I would be uncomfortable if somebody from a foreign land is just like, Hey, I'm crashing for the night. All right. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Y'all, oh, by the way, e- feed me. <laughs> feed me. Also, y'all got that new PS5? And I'd be <laughs> like, no, bro, I'm sorry. And he'd probably be mad because it's expensive. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have it either. <laughs> <laughs> I got NCC4, send- though. You want to play Mario Kart, bro? <laughs>
1: <laughs> please send your PS5s and your new Xboxes to uh, Matt and myself. Uh, yes. We obviously need them. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of God, just easily uh, spend that five hundred plus bucks on us.
0: <laughs> we deserve it for entertaining you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So they started to land in Boston, and you know, and just occupy it. And this led up in 1770, March of 1770, to the uh, the, the 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 famous Boston Massacre, where it was essentially started off as a snowball fight. Obviously, all these taxes, people protesting, and uh, some snowballs and stuff were thrown and uh british troops fired and killed five uh, american colonists which was uh just that was kind of a, it was a big like whoa they don't really care about our lives we kind of we have to yeah things there's are getting a, serious
1: there's a lot to that have you seen the series it was a uh, um it had um oh gosh what's his name he's a really good actor it's like a he played john adams in. i think it was called john adams so like it was on hbo um I can't remember uh, what's his name. Good gosh. He's been in every Paul Giamatti uh, okay. was in it and it's incredible, but it kind of starts out. The first episode is about this and uh, the Boston massacre. And it's really, really fascinating how they cover it, Cause they do a pretty good job of keeping it fairly accurate. I feel like I've heard of this before.
0: I gotta, yeah, I gotta, there's so much I gotta find. I uh, literally, everything just goes to the Patriot in my mind. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a, it's so good. Um. But yeah, things start to really, they come to a head and on April 19th, 1775, after the Boston massacre, after all the the, the, the acts, uh, the, the taxes put against them, um, and I think at this point to the uh, Boston Tea Party, uh, that I think that has occurred at this point, which was a huge loss for the, uh, you know, for the British colonies, I I'm, I probably have uh, something on that for mad stats, but uh, everything kind of comes to a head and the first shots of the Revolutionary War are fired at Lexington and Concord. And uh, it's a bunch of volunteers, which is, you know, uh, this amazing uh, thing. It was, you know, this is really where the united we stand, divided we fall kind of comes from, right? These colonies really didn't have any allegiance to each other at this point, um, you know, except aside from their mutual hatred and disdain for great Britain and what everything that was going on. And everybody kind of came together these volunteers from all over the place and, uh, formed the continental army, which was, uh, you know, a significant, a, uh, a loosely organized group of people coming together to form an army was, uh, was a big deal. And I, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of little battles, like, you know battle of bunker hill which was a pretty big deal um at this point that was a it was a like the one of the biggest battles of the early parts of the war keep in mind this was like a six-year war
1: but um you know, what's wild is when i was in school growing up here there's actually a uh, high school called bunker hill uh, in the area it's one of the rival high schools to where i went to high school and when i was a kid learning about it my first thought was wow that's really close to home like <laughs> I didn't realize that it didn't mean that's high school. Yeah. That's like a man something really important happened at this high school near my house. <laughs> I
0: look for that stuff all the time. I don't know if you have it down in North Carolina, but we have like signage and stuff. We like do yeah. where historic stuff happened. Yep. Yep, we do. Okay. Too. I look for that all the time. There's some really there's Some really like some of the street names are like inspired by stuff that happened like way back in the American Revolution, but yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's it. That no, it's definitely that's a funny story because I hear about like Jamestown, like Virginia, and I always think it's like Jamestown, New York, which is something that we have <laughs> up here, and it's very much so not.
1: No, it's it's also that's also a fascinating place. Uh, middle school, we got to take three trips, uh, for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and that was one of them we got to go to. It was Jamestown.
0: Oh man. Very
1: fascinating and Uh, hot,
0: crazy hot. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, But yeah, so there's, I mean, just some big, big victories here that really caught the British by surprise. But here's the thing. Britain wasn't, they didn't really have an army down there. That's the thing. There were British veterans of military stationed in the American colonies, but they didn't have their full force quite yet. Um, but the Americans were holding their own. You know, the Bunker Hill battle was was really like a big deal. You know, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. That was a big phrase. I think that came from this battle. But um, but it was it was big because they they showed that they weren't intimidated. The, the British, you know, military was the. I mean they didn't really have a ranking system back then. <laughs> it's not like Fortnite or something, but right. um they were very, in very high regard and they were feared by many and uh, the American colonists were were not phased, not phased at all. And they fought them. So, um they fought them there and uh you know, the 1776 this is uh actually it's it's about springtime. So, they actually phased i didn't this is the part i really didn't realize before they actually phased the Britons out for some time like a couple months um the americans actually put like pushed out the, the the british declared independence and uh and then that's when the real revolution like really uh, it, it became more of a war of independence at that point um but this is stuff i never really was was taught uh which is which is pretty cool so they adopted the declaration of independence in july of 1776 um showing that they hey we we got our freedom this is it King George isn't gonna you know that's where the, the, the you know the bigger part comes from they they come back during like late august the, the British do they were amassing forces i read in nova scotia and then they, they sent the full-blown military um to America to regain their territory. So there was a short period of time where the Americans had mostly driven the British and their Loyalists out of uh, uh, out of, and they had full control. Um, you know, obviously they didn't hadn't, didn't establish an official government, but they had, did have their Continental Congress and stuff like that to make major decisions for uh, the thirteen colonies going forward. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of battles. You know, I mean for. Tons well, of battles. also, Sorry, also
1: I... just in case you don't know uh quickly a loyalist was somebody who lived over here but was l- still loyal to uh britain yes
0: thank you thank you for explaining that yeah. it's a, it's a good point um yeah they, there was a lot and they stuck around till well after the war they kind of got phased out and there's we'll talk about that too but
1: yeah because uh, when the basically when the war ends here it doesn't really end here for a bit correct yep. correct uh, but yeah things get full full blown
0: in like uh, in back at late in the summer 1776 and you know december 1776 we get the world famous you know the painting washington crosses the delaware which i still want to find that funko pop we talked about so long ago it is
1: so cool yeah <laughs> i do have i do have uh just a side note if you don't know anything about me i collect funko pop and one of my favorite series is the american history one and i have like i'm looking right at them now i got lincoln i got jfk i got george washington uh I, but i really wanted that delaware crossing one because it's like him on the boat right, right? and it looks just so cool <laughs> uh,
0: i love it i love it i do get it if there's one that i like i'm not a funko pop guy really anymore but i mean i have them but if there's one that i have to have it would probably be that one yeah um but the battle of saratoga was a big one october 17 1770, 1777 the uh the american uh the, the colonial army they got 6000 british re- regulars to uh, to surrender and uh it blew like england away like what is going on over there and uh this is where the wheels start turning for france who's kind of uh, they haven't quite hit that revolutionary stage yet but they're they're always looking for a way to kind of stick it to England. So they yeah. start sending money and aid. And of course this all leads to the eventual French revolution. Cause the people are like, well, just stop, just please stop. We're France. Just stop, just stop fighting. We are tired of losing, but they send money over to the Americans. It didn't really do anything for France, but, um, but help f- get Britain out of, uh, you know, help eventually get Britain out of the, the, the colonies. Um,
1: and then it was, the, it was good for us oh it's fantastic yeah because it helps establish us as something right uh we're we're more than just an offshoot of britain at this point especially if france which at this time was another major player in the world was going to come in and back us up i mean we were we uh were actively begging them to help us i mean we sent uh, some of our top people. I mean, Benjamin Franklin famously went over there for a while. Yeah. To kind of say, "Hey, France, we really could use your help." We
0: we did it, and Franklin he, he did his job, and France entered the war in 1778. And um, like it's it's kind of crazy, cool, like <laughs> that. Like they they acknowledge this rebelling, you know, country, and, and they they were such a major part. And obviously, this this early friendship led to because we didn't really. America really never had any issues with, never ever had any issues with France. You know, the Statue of Liberty was, you know, was sent as a gift and kind of like in, in almost in remembrance of this, this early alliance in a sense. But, um, but yeah, so they, they uh, the continental army actually didn't learn about it until, um, until May, but they sent financial aid, military aid, generals, all that stuff over to it. And that was the turning of the, uh. That was essentially the turning of the tide for them. The Britain really never, you know, they, they got some battles here and there. They they succeeded in some battles, but um, they never really they had, they really truly struggled uh, when it came to uh, it, the remaining part of the war. Once France France entered, it was a uh, it was kind of a wrap for for the English. So,
1: yeah. um I think it's also important here to note that you know this is old school britain right they're still fighting in this old school style where uh you have a line of soldiers and they walk up and they stay in line and uh you know and they wait till they're told to fire to fire they don't hide behind anything yeah or any of that kind of stuff uh and over here we're starting to adapt right uh you know we still kind of have the dna obviously but you know um we're kind of taking cues, honestly, from like the Native Americans and stuff in the area, uh, yeah. you know, like and thinking, you know, it's really dumb if somebody's shooting at you to just kind of stand out there in the open and take it. <laughs> <laughs> I never I always thought that was the
0: goofiest thing. Yeah. It, it was like a but that was like a formality. Like there was like wartime formalities
1: yeah. back then. the It's as King sat like, yeah, miles movie, and miles away. <laughs> Another big movie uh, was Last in the Mohicans. And um, I really love that movie but but it was also a lot of it was shot uh down here in north carolina a good chunk of it was yeah and uh so uh, to the point where i definitely remember one of my friends in fifth grade because that's when the movie came out for me uh, one of my friends uh was bragging about how her brother was like got to play like an extra he got to play a uh, a british soldier in a scene and i was very jealous <laughs> <laughs> of that and we'd go out to the playground during recess and play last of the movie. <laughs> that is
0: amazing (laughs) go and go and play it i love it oh but yeah that's yeah i haven't seen that movie in a while either it's quite good yeah it is i I need. I need time.
1: <laughs> maybe this. Maybe Memorial Day weekend. I'll get something done. No, you won't get to because there's um, too much coming out this weekend. You, yeah, you're right. Damn it, Obi Wan. Uh, <laughs> I we thought he, he was your only hope. <laughs> because of Obi Wan,
0: yes, um, he got me again. But um, but yeah, <laughs> fighting fighting went went very well for the Americans and French, and then basically. Uh, they got uh, the Americans and French. They got, uh, they met general Cornwallis in uh, in, in Yorkstown, Yorktown, excuse me, Virginia's Yorktown peninsula. And he surrendered. And that was pretty much the end of the, uh, the American revolution. It, of course, it didn't officially end until a peace treaty was signed two years later, but the war was, was over at that point. Cornwallis was one the, was the leading general in, uh, in King George's armies and uh yeah it wasn't good so uh 1782 once the war is kind of uh over uh, this is kind of a cool little timetable here seeing everything that's when the loyalists start to go away so they actually were evacuated the loyalists to britain um because i mean the united states didn't really want them of course they were you know treasonous in a sense um but about a hundred thousand Americans, which I could have used for match stats they they went and found new lives they were evacuated to Britain um and also this helped the population of Canada. So this is why where, where Canada really com- becomes uh, really grows and becomes this is why there's so much British influence in Canada they go away from the American colonies and uh, and they move up to Canada, which is a, a 10 minute drive for me right now but um but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, actually African Americans who sided with the British because they were promised freedoms, and they ended up finding a, founding a country, uh, a free country in Africa, Sierra Leone. And you know, this is this this war really helped. It shaped a lot of of, of North America and, and and some other places. But uh, September third, the Treaty of Paris uh, Paris officially ended the war, and uh, and that was a wrap. Uh, of course, on the American Revolution, so much happened in between. You can get lost in the uh, you can get lost in the research very, very easily. Um, you know, w- with with reading up on this, I've read dozens of books dating back to when I was in elementary school uh, about it. But it, it is a uh, it is a fantastic war to uh, to look up and, and and learn about. You always catch something new. Uh, Johnny, is there anything you wanted to
1: add before we go on to Matt's stats? No, just again, just want to state that obviously this is just a gigantic overview of the thing. Uh, are just so many, um, nuances to this, whole, just like with any thing in history, honestly. But, uh, uh, like Matt was saying before, if we covered every little thing, uh, this would be you know, 20 hours long, easily, at least, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, but i do recommend there's so many really good uh, documentaries and stuff you can easily search out and watch about this it's it's a fascinating time period
0: yeah it most certainly is um so all right let's uh head on over to matt's stats the harriet All right. So yeah, there's a lot of death. Uh to put it to, to put it uh, nicely, I guess. There was a, a you know, there's a lot of informal data so it's not really official, but um uh yeah, so 68 6800 uh, 6, 6, Americans were killed throughout the Revolutionary War. Um, 6100 were wounded. I don't know if that's, I, I think that might be, that might not go into, the, I don't think that goes into the death total. Uh, 20,000 Americans are taken prisoner, uh, but there was also 17,000 deaths uh, due to disease and about 8,000 to 12,000 who died while prisoners of war. So, um, yeah, I got more on that, uh, on the
1: disease thing.
0: Okay. I'll leave that, you know, I'll leave yeah. that to mostly to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, prison conditions were, if you think they're bad if you think they're bad now they were terrible back then i played uh assassin's creed the the the, the american revolution one and it was gross in there uh, that's all i'm saying um not good however the british uh took took quite the beating as well they lost 24 about 24,000 um men <laughs> as far as casualties so that was uh they they sent a lot of people which is just i mean it's it's tragic it's like to think that that many people lot, you know, lost their lives due to war. Um, but there's a lot, you know, battlefield injuries, deaths, deaths from disease, take prisoners and and the MIA soldiers as well. Uh, also, here's another one. Uh, Hessians were big supporters of the uh the they were in the British Army. Uh Hessian is a German soldier, actually. And for those who don't whoever seen the uh Oh God, dang it! What was that movie? Sleepy Hollow. I can't believe I forgot it. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. The 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 headless horseman was a Hessian soldier. Um, was a German soldier. So I don't know if there's that connection. I don't know if that's officially canon. But the Tim Burton, um, uh, the Tim Burton version of Sleepy Hollow, he was a Hessian soldier who lost his head. But um, but twelve hundred Hessian soldiers were killed. Six thousand three hundred fifty four died of disease and another 5500 deserted and settled in america afterwards so um yeah there were 30000 hessian soldiers that fought for like fought against uh fought against the north americans in the battle um uh, but uh i mean there's a lot more we could go through there's a very uh, nitpicky, yeah, soldiers' rations. We can, I guess, we can go through that one. Um, a daily ration for a soldier, a continental soldier, was one and a half pounds of flour or bread. That sounds filling. Uh, <laughs> one, one pound of beef or fish, or three quarters pounds of pork. Oh, yeah. people were much smaller back then, man. Yeah, I forgot we're big <laughs> <laughs> This is a daily, though. This is interesting. I wonder. <laughs> One gill of whiskey. What is a gill? Do you know how to to measure a gill? I'll look it up. You keep going.
1: (laughs) I'm Um, I'm curious about that.
0: All right, please do. Um, And the British receive something similar. One and a half pounds flour or bread, one pound of beef or one half pound of pork, one quarter pint of canned peas or one ounce of rice, one ounce of butter. Mm. Mm. Shove that butter down my gallon. And they actually—what is this? They have one and a half gills of rum. I really need to find out what a gill is.
1: Okay, a gill is four like one gill equals four ounces. Oh, so like a shot? It's one (laughs) like a shot. (laughs) Uh, A gill is like one fourth a pint. If it helps you out, any? Okay, it it equates to about four uh, ounces. I want to know who's handing this out. <laughs> there are 32 There are thirty-two gills to a gallon. Okay. Oh.
0: Okay. I just to, I just, I'm trying to picture like some like lunch lady, like a cafeteria lady at camp being like, oh, here's your whiskey. <laughs> you know here's what I mean? Your gill. Here's your gill. <laughs> here's your gill of whiskey. That's kind of cool. I, that's something I never really knew, really knew too, though. Like Let's get, start-
1: Let's start calling like liquids like how much I got 32 gills of sprite over here. <laughs> I,
0: I am bring it back. <laughs> I am all down for bringing back old old languages. Um but uh yeah, like I said there's a lot of nitpicky uh stats we can go through but those are the big ones. The deaths you know of course all the soldiers who fought um those are the big ones who acknowledge and hey, you learned something about you learn what a gill is. But uh without further ado, let's head on over to Johnny's Did You Know.
1: So in 1776, a plot to kill George Washington was uncovered. And this wasn't just any plot. This involved some heavy hitters, including the governor of New York being one of those. So this thing went pretty deep. However, only one person was actually technically found completely guilty and executed for this. And that man's name was Thomas Hickey, who happened to be washington's personal bodyguard Mm. so you think it'd be somebody you trust right (laughs) you would think that is interesting
0: i did hear i did hear one something like that where somebody had a oh i read in a book a long time ago that somebody had a chance to shoot and kill george washington they declined to do it and he eventually died at the hands of george washington (laughs)
1: There's always, there's always those kind of wild stories, right? Like there was a guy who had a chance to kill Hitler on the battlefield of World War I. Yeah. That type of thing, yeah. Um, when the British Army occupied New York City, some of them during their off time uh, actually would write and perform on Broadway. <laughs> so they took over your city and your theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Just saying for this,
0: this, this British dude
1: going, oh. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When the Declaration of Independence was made, uh, they also made 200 original copies, which, uh, you know, that was not easy during this time to do No. However, out of 200 of those, there are only 26 still in existence today that we know of. The rest of them either been uh, lost to time or destroyed or just didn't make it this long. I want to believe there's a gift shop like that. That <laughs> just happens. Happen.
0: Yeah. Some newspaper boy from like 1770 or 83 is like, "Come get your de- your decorations. We got declarations on sale.
1: Declarations here. Yeah. Get them all the hot." <laughs> uh, Doctor James J. actually created an invisible ink uh, that was used for top secret messages. Uh, this is what Washington and his men would use all the time. Uh, there was a certain way you made it appear. I think it took like a little bit of heat and that kind of stuff, but it was actual real invisible ink
0: that way. So national treasure was real. That's that scene where they took they're... some
1: of them from real life. Yeah.
0: it. So when he's doing the hair blower on the back of the decoration, it was wow. Yeah, I, I thought mean, they didn't was... have
1: hair blow- blowers back then, but yeah. Something very well, similar. it's
0: just cool that like they, they tied that lower into that. That's pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Uh, Robert Shirtliff. Was in the Continental Army for two whole years before it was found out that they were actually Deborah Sampson. Uh, she would be given an honorable uh, honorable discharge with a full mili- uh, military pension. Uh, obviously, what I'm saying is uh, she was a woman, and during this time, women were not allowed in the military, so no, they were not. Uh, she disguised herself, and obviously, she's not the only woman to do this in history, but. Uh, What's more wild about this one is the fact that they actually gave her a full military pension for it.
0: That's good. That's very
1: admirable. Yeah. Uh, During the war, uh, this is getting to the disease thing. During the war, more soldiers actually died from disease than battle. The biggest disease was smallpox. Mm -hmm. It's believed that for every one soldier actually killed in battle, two soldiers would die from disease. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Yeah, when I was running through those numbers, that I guess that does make sense. That doesn't yeah. make
1: sense. All right, so we're going to end on this. It's getting pretty hairy here. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> the rain's okay. getting heavy, and I'm hearing some thunder. All right, buddy. Uh, Paul Revere was also a dentist on the side. In fact, it's considered that he was the first person to ever identify a body by its dental records. That is cool. Yeah. Apparently, uh, I don't. I had it, uh, I saw it, I can't remember the name of the soldier, but somebody had died. They can't really tell who it was. But uh, Paul Revere actually recognized the teeth that he had worked on because he goes, yeah, did something special with it or something like that. And it was like, oh, I know who this is. So technically, he's, I guess, he kind of started with CSI and all those things. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's it for my Did You Know? Let's get into where the. American Revolution is in today's pop culture.
0: I think for as long as America is a country, it'll it'll be one of those. So I even think even beyond that, if something, God forbid, happens, yeah, you know, it will always historians will always look at that American revolution as a very significant turning point. As I said at the top of the history part, you know, it was, it sparked so much revolution, um, a lot of ideals, like democracy. Um and a lot of ideals were born from the American Revolution. All across the world. People took notice and uh, and used it as a way to, you know, gain freedom from their imperial uh, uh, colonizers, you know, in a sense. There was so much. I mean, the French and British and, and, and Spanish were pushed out of of uh, by like the middle 1800s. I think they were mostly they were mostly pushed out um, and back to, uh, you know, pushed back to Europe. so, <laughs> um but it, it it lasts forever with me. We actually have an old fort here from uh, like in Lewiston like 15 20 minutes away from me. Um Old Fort Niagara. It is one of my favorite places to go and check out um a lot of the original uh things uh, like beds and and all, the buildings are all still up and they they do tours. You can see the cannons. They do uh musket demonstrations where they show how to fire like a, a gun from back then. Um, they have original clothing and you, it's like, you learn so much. I think that was probably the turning point for me, like on a personal history notice where I really fell in love with it. Cause we took a fourth grade field trip there and got to see it. And I try to visit it. I try to visit it once a year, um, just to go see and just, just capture that, that, that feeling. But, um, um, but yeah, but yeah, it was a, it was a prominent part. It was um, yeah. French, the British and the Americans all owned it throughout that, uh that, that kind of time period. So but uh, it's massive, it's massive, a uh, ton of influence across world history, and uh, and, and just it's the, the, the birth of America, United States of America.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to add a lot to that. Uh, it's getting crazy hairy here. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, we're getting another warning. So fun times to be had in North Carolina, oh. in my area for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously, everything in America, you're going to have the, uh, the revolution, which kind of started it all, gave us our identity. Uh, and all that, uh, and so many heroes came from it to begin with., uh, but yeah, um, man, what a important time, obviously, for uh our country and honestly uh, world history because we became like the number, and this is not bragging at all because I think we've kind of fallen a bit, but we became pretty much the number one you know country after this, you know,
0: we were uh, up there. We were a place that people aspire to come
1: to, yeah, yeah, for sure. so. Very important, uh, very important time and very fascinating time for sure.
0: All right, well, let's uh wrap this up quickly. That is it for the American Revolution. Next month, we are looking at MCU movies in collaboration with our sister show, Retro Bliss. Um, are you well, yeah, you guys are doing a Marvel Month over there, Johnny. You get choice. What movie are we going to take a look at for uh, our first episode of June in two
1: weeks? the very first guardians of the galaxy oh yes uh, we're gonna dive into it we're gonna have a lot of fun it's one of my favorite uh probably one of my favorite just movies in the past 10 years so uh guardians of the galaxy next time on retro pop very good very
0: good well listeners thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of johnny and i we will talk to you in two weeks right here on retro pop